0: Hello, everyone. Hope you guys are doing well today. Hey, we want to take just some time and film this message from Sunday. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, if you guys have your Bible, go and turn to Mark chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 24 through 29. It says, Jesus went with him and all the people followed crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Hey, I wanna title my message today, I'm Bouncing Back. You know, I think that if I were to ask this question, have you ever experienced uh, moments in life where you feel like your world has been uh come crashing down, you know uh things have been destroyed, walls have been broken down your, your life has come crashing down, you know maybe it was uh family issues, you know maybe it's been a loss of a job. Uh, lost a, you know, loss of a loved one, loss of finances, maybe uh, marriage has uh, suffered, maybe your health uh, has suffered in recent times, or you know, maybe your kids, kids' school, or uh, just your kids are acting up, kids are uh, misbehaving. And so uh, I think many of us can probably answer that question with absolutely, uh, there's been moments where I feel like my world has, been, has fallen apart. And so, in this story that we just read in Mark chapter 5, uh, you know, this woman, ha, her world has completely fallen apart. You know, she has suffered a terrible, uh, almost incurable condition, seemingly incurable condition that she has uh, had for 12 long, terrible years. I don't know about you, but if I'm sick for 12 hours, I'm just I'm telling Heather, like, hey, just kill me now. I'm ready to be done. I'm tired of being sick. Uh, let me just say, the man flu is a real deal, okay? It is a real deal. Um, and so this woman, she's suffered a, a terrible bleeding condition, uh, which has made her ceremonially unclean. So she probably has no friends she can't go to church. She can't get married. She, and people don't want to be around her. She's socially unacceptable. Uh, and so she's been rejected by society. Not only is she, you know, has this condition, uh, but she's broke. Like she has spent everything that she has. It says in that scripture that she spent everything. She's poor. She is broke, doesn't have a single dime in her bank account. Uh, I'm sure that because of all this stuff, I'm sure that we can in- infer that she is discouraged. You know, she's gone from doctor after doctor. She's tried everything. She's probably tried uh, acupuncture. She's probably tried cryotherapy. She's tried essential oils. She's putting essential oils on our feet, putting essential oils on our temples. She's trying everything. Uh, but time after time, she's filled, been filled with hope and faith and and believing that she's going to get better. This doctor is going to heal me. This doctor is going to be the one uh, to save me and fix me. But every single time it has been met with discouragement and disappointment. She's gotten no better. In fact, she's gotten worse. And and I'm sure that there's probably been moments that she felt like giving up. You know, she felt like quitting. I can't do it. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I give up. I'm done. I'm done. But I love the fact that even though she suffered for 12 years, she continued to keep bouncing back. I'm bouncing back. She was resilient. And I love what the definition of resilient is. And it is this, it is the ability to spring back after bending, stretching, or being compressed. The ability to respond, absorb, adapt, and recover from a disruptive event. You know, how many know that life can be filled with disruptive events? Uh, You know, I think the past year we've seen, you know, COVID-19 has been a disruptive event. You know, life can be filled with uh, moments that were being stretched, moments that were being compressed, moments that were being knocked down. So I want to bring my friend Bozo the Clown here. And uh, As a, my message illustration today, how many know that whenever the youth pastor gets on stage, there's bound to be a bozo the clown? And, and so, you know, life can be filled with moments that we are getting knocked down, you know, moments that our, our, our health is suffering, uh, moments that our marriage starts to suffer. Moments that, you know, maybe our job, we lost a job, or maybe, you know, our job isn't going how we were hoping that it was going to go. Uh, our kids are misbehaving. Uh, you, all, all these crazy stuff, you know, the, the world is, is being crazy. You know, the loss of uh, a family member, the loss of a loved one can, can feel like we're getting knocked down and we're taking hit after hit after hit. In fact, uh, this past Sunday was three years of my dad passing away. And my dad and I, we weren't super close. Uh, You know, we had our issues, but still a part of my world on Sunday, 2018, July 4th, 2018, a part of my world came crumbling down. And so we have to learn how to be resilient. We have to learn how to, you know, bounce back. And so every setback that we face is always an opportunity for a setback or a setup for a bounce back. And so, you know, life is not determined by how many times we get knocked down, but by how many times we bounce back. It says in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16, in the Passion Translation, it says, For the lovers of God may suffer adversity and stumble seven times, but they will continue to rise over and over again. And so if we're going to rebuild our world, we're in this series rebuilding our world. If we're going to rebuild our world, we've got to learn how to bounce back. I'm bouncing back. And the first point that I want to make today is this, is that bouncing back takes action. It says in Mark chapter 5, verse 27, it says, So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. And so this woman, she, she came up from behind him. She pressed through the crowd. You know, she didn't sit back and, and throw a pity party. You know, she didn't sit back and complain, complain about her marriage, complain about uh, her boss, complain about what, all that stuff. She, she didn't sit around and give up. She continued to press through. She pressed through the awkwardness of, of the people that have rejected her. She she pressed through the pain. She pressed through the rejection just to be able to touch the robe of Jesus because she believed that he could heal her. And so, you know, I want to encourage you guys today, there are going to be moments that there, we're going to, there's going to be difficult moments that are, that might keep us from pressing forward, that might keep us from taking action. Maybe uh, our job isn't that great, or maybe our kids are they're misbehaving and uh, they can cause us to be stressed. And 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 maybe we're facing with depression. All these things can keep us from taking action and it causes us to isolate sometimes. You know, we, we pull back, we're uh, we're afraid of what people think. We're afraid of what's happening. And, and so we pull back and that's when our, our world is starting to fall apart. And I want to encourage you guys today, if we're going to be able to take, take action, we've got to make sure that we get filled up. You know, using my Bozo the Clown illustration, uh, when I got here today, he was a little deflated. And so when I took just a minute and I hit him, he didn't bounce back. Uh, and so it took just a few times to just give him a little bit more air. And, and so he's a little bit more full and he's, he's full of air. And so if we're going to bounce back, it's easier to bounce back when we are full of Jesus. When we get hit, it's easier to bounce back when we are filled up with the word of God. It's easier to bounce back when we're full of praise and we're full of Jesus and we're full uh, by being around other people while, being surrounded by people who love us and, and encourage us, being in a rock group, we can bounce back so much easier when we get filled up. Because when we are deflated, when we are empty, when we're not in church on a regular basis, when we're not taking time to read the word of God, we can get deflated in every small hit, every time that we take a, a moment that is, is crushing, it causes us to bounce back like this guy a little deflated right now. And so if we're going to bounce back, we've got to get filled up. We've got to get in the word of God. We've got to get praise in our spirit. We've got to make sure that we're worshiping. We've got to make sure that we're uh, praying. We've got to make sure that we are in a rock group and surrounded by people who love us and are growing to encourage us. And so bouncing back takes action. You know, don't just sit around and complain about your job, complain about your marriage, complain about your kids. I want to encourage you guys today to take action. Don't complain about your health, take action. You know, maybe your health is struggling, you know, you're facing with heart issues or things like that. I want to encourage you guys, instead of just complaining about it or asking somebody to pray about it for you, why don't you get up and and go on a walk? You know, instead of complaining about your kids and and asking other people to pray for them, why don't you get up, take action and pray for your kids. Pray for your marriage, pray for your spouse, serve your spouse. Bouncing back takes action. And the second point that I want to make today is this, is that bouncing back takes faith. It says in verse 28, it says, for she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. She thought that. She didn't know, but she put her faith and she put her hope and she put her her trust in Jesus that she said, if I can just touch his robe, if I can just get close enough, if I can just reach my hand and, and come just a little bit closer, I will be healed. She put her faith in Jesus. In 1974, Muhammad Ali and George Foreman uh, were two of the best heavyweight fighters uh, back then and probably still considered, considered uh, two of the best uh, boxers today. Uh, and so in 1974, they got together in Zaire, Africa for uh, what is known as the Rumble in the Jungle. And so uh, George Foreman in the first seven rounds, uh, George Foreman is just striking at will. Like he is punching, he is going like no, no issues, no problems. Uh, and so he's got Muhammad Ali up against the ropes. And so Muhammad Ali is kind of back against the ropes and he's kind of blocking himself, blocking the punches, blocking his body uh, as best as he could. And so he's up against the ropes. And so what is now, it's a tactic known as rope-a-dope. And so as he's uh, leaning up against the ropes, you know, uh, Mah- or George Foreman, he is just striking at will. He's using all his energy and some of the punches are missing, uh, but he's, you know, hitting, landing a few. And he's just kind of, Ali's just kind of sitting back and, and letting the rope absorb the energy of, of George Foreman's punches. And so that's the thing that happens is that when, when, when Ali was kind of leaning back against the ropes, the ropes were elastic, they're stretchy, they're flexible, they're able to absorb. And so what hap- was happening was as Foreman punched, most of the energy from his punches were getting absorbed by the rope. And so for the first seven rounds, again, Foreman is just going, you know, he's going to town. He's striking at will. Uh, everybody feels like he's winning. But during that, those moments, during those rounds, right after each round, Muhammad Ali would come up and just kind of whisper in George Foreman's ear, is that all you got, George? George, they told me you could fight. Come on, man, you're hitting like a girl. And so at the beginning of round eight, at, at, during round eight, George Foreman, he's, he's wasted all his energy. He's worn out. He's tired. He's exhausted. He's been punching for the first seven rounds, striking at will. And so Ali's kind of, uh, kind of retained his energy. He's kind of kept his energy uh, and, and while George Foreman has wasted his. And so round eight, uh, Muhammad Ali comes out. George Foreman's tired and he just knocks him out. Gives him a couple punches. George Foreman not goes to the ground. One, two, three, it's over. And so I wanna encourage you guys today is that we need to lean into Jesus, that, that you may be facing hit after hit. You may be facing blow after blow that your your marriage is suffering. Your kids are acting up. Your job isn't going quite how you wanted it. Maybe you're believing for something incredible that just hasn't happened yet. You feel like you're taking hit after hit after hit. I want to encourage you guys today is to lean against the ropes, to lean against Jesus. Because when you lean against Jesus, he's the one that takes the, the, the uh, he absorbs the, the power of the punches. He, he takes on those punches. He absorbs those things. And so as we take hit after hit, the ropes are the things that, that Jesus is the one, he absorbs the hit. So that way we can continue to become more resilient. We can continue to bounce back that we can see the victory. And, and so we have to learn that to put our faith in Jesus. Put your faith in Jesus today. Because when we put our faith in Jesus, we become like the man in Matthew chapter seven who built his house on the rocks. That when the wind came and, and when the, the storms came and blew his house, his foundation was solid, his house foundation was solid that the storm, when the storms came, they were solid and his house didn't get damaged, didn't blow over. And so when we take hit after hit and we take blow after blow, the thing that helps us to bounce back is the foundation that we have underneath us. See, Bozo, he's got a little bit more of a solid foundation. As, and so when, 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 we get, when he gets knocked down, he can bounce back up a whole lot easier. And so I want to encourage you guys today is that you, we've got to put our foundation in Jesus, Don't put your foundation in what the world says is okay. Don't put your foundation in the world. Put your foundation in Jesus. And so I want to encourage you guys today to lean into Jesus. Allow him to to absorb the energy of the punches. Allow him to absorb uh, the, the energy of the hit after hit. And so put your hope in Jesus, put your faith in Jesus. When your marriage is struggling, I want to encourage you to put your hope and your faith in Jesus. When your kids start acting up and start misbehaving and and they're going astray, I want to encourage you guys to put your faith in Jesus. When you experience tragedy, when you experience loss, when you experience setback, I want to encourage you guys to put your faith in Jesus because when you put your faith in Jesus, it is so much easier to bounce back. And so lean into Jesus, lean into his love, lean into his goodness, lean into his hope, lean into his peace, lean into his grace. I'm so grateful that we serve a God who is the, the Lord of the bounce back that when he went to the cross and when the Pharisees and the enemy thought that they had the victory, I'm so grateful that Jesus is the Lord of the bounce back, that he did not stay in the grave. He did not stay on the cross, but he bounced back and was resurrected on the third day. And so death and hell could not hold him back. And I wanna encourage you guys today to put your faith in the one who is the Lord of the bounce back. And so I want every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to take just a minute, if you have not put your faith in Jesus, or or maybe you're here today, you're watching today, and uh, it's been a while, maybe you've kind of walked away, maybe you've strayed away from a relationship with Jesus, and you've not been putting your faith in Jesus, I want to encourage you today to put your faith in Jesus. And so when we put our faith in Jesus, that means that we surrender our life to Him, that we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that he is Lord, that he is re- was resurrected on the third day. And so if that's you, I just want to encourage you guys uh, to just say yes to him. Say yes to Jesus. I put my faith in Jesus. So I want everybody who's made that decision or maybe you have, I want to encourage you guys to repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I open my life to your love and to your Lordship. I need you. I want you in my world as my Lord. I know I've sinned. I know I've messed up, but I'm coming to the cross where you've paid the price for my forgiveness. Today's a fresh start. It's a new beginning as I surrender to you. Help me to become the person you created me to be. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Have a fantastic day. Thanks guys.